Set your sail for the orange and blue sea. Yeah. When I wake up in the morning, love, and the sunlight hurts my eyes, and something without warning, love, bears heavy on my mind. This is the Javaman Fighting Illini podcast. It's November 2nd. This is Suds. I'm here with Java Spy. Me and you tonight, Spy. What's going on, my man? What's up, Lags? Great to be here. Uh, feeling pretty good. Um, I've eaten way too much Halloween candy over the past few days. <laughs> I don't know about you. Well, we're washing it down with some vino. We got the Pops. vino. Yep. Taking a break. It's it's good to be recording because if, if I wasn't recording, I'd just be sitting on my couch eating more candy probably this is the victory vino my friend after that sunday afternoon sunday night two hour just thing of beauty shaps let's let's kick this night off we gotta recap that ku game and i'm counting it i know it's pre it counts but we're counting it what do you got? Initial reactions from that game, Shaps. Yeah, Talk it absolutely it. counts. If we lost, it wouldn't count, but we won, so <laughs> it definitely counts. Taking down the number one team in the country felt so damn good. Cheered me up on Sunday. Not even the shitty Chicago football team. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were Sunday night. Sunday night could, right could even it. bring me down from that high. Did not care at all. The shitty Chicago basketball team can't bring me down. The shitty hockey team, the shitty Illinois football team cannot bring me down from the high that is that win over Kansas. I actually, the Bears put me to sleep. I fell asleep at halftime. I'm almost ashamed to say it. <laughs> it was like 9 p.m. and I, I, I can't watch anymore. This, yeah, I, I don't think much. I watched much of the uh, the second half either. Um <laughs> They're so terrible, but we're talking the Illini hoops. I think me and you are both all in at this point. We're oh, back. Yeah. 100%. We're back. The, the bad taste of last season has already been washed away. We're all it's in. It's all it takes. It's uh, all it takes, my friend. On this team. But I, I felt like, I mean, I, I don't know Kansas well. You probably know them better than me, their players, but it seemed like they played their guys, and they played them for significant minutes. Is that right? I mean, yeah. obviously Hunter played like the whole game. McCuller, that McCuller kid's good. Yes, he's very good. Shannon's old Texas Tech teammate. But yeah, no, both teams to me were very much trying to win. Like both teams were were not really playing their bench guys. It, it was pretty tight as far as, you know, seven, eight guys in the rotation for both teams. Um, so I think clearly both teams wanted to win. This wasn't a true exhibition where you kind of let everybody play go guys, guys were going pretty hard and yeah, I mean, I know they were number one. I think a lot of that has to do with them getting Dickinson because yeah, we, they didn't look all that impressive and there's nobody I love beating more than hunter dickinson oh it's a it's a thing of beauty it's it's absolutely incredible that guy it had to be such a nightmare for him to come back 
to Champaign. Like, he thought he escaped. He leaves Michigan, never having beaten Illinois, runs off, you know, ring chasing to Kansas. (laughs) And then, you know, once he's all settled in and comfy and Lawrence, Bill Self walks into the locker room and is like, hey, guys, we're going to go play a charity game. They're like, oh, that's great. He's like, yeah, it's in Champaign. And Hunter was probably like, oh, fuck, man. (laughs) Probably so pissed. He thought he was done with it, but we got to whoop his ass one more time. That guy is such a scumbag. He even took a cheap (laughs) shot in an exhibition charity game. He did take a cheap shot. On Dane. Yeah, Dane, he tried to choke him out. I think he would have been thrown out of the game if it was a real game. Did he get an intentional foul for that? Or flagrant? No, they called it just a common foul after they reviewed it, which is... Hysterical. Dane handled that. I'm impressed the way Dane handled that, by the way. Like for Dane not to like overreact and have because if if dane reacts and goes after hunter things could have got a little out of control there because that was i mean for a preseason game that i mean to your point right that's like even more evidence that they weren't treating it like a preseason game yeah exactly hunter we just live in his head permanently and yeah he's just a dirty scumbag he is very i mean yes he he's very talented scoring but he also i think he had 22 points on like 20 shots yeah that's right i'm looking at the box score he right was, now 9 of 20 for 22 yeah. yeah he was ice cold on on everything he took he got going a little bit in the second half but he really did not play well he got destroyed on defense hawkins was stretching him out and he couldn't cover him uh out on the three point line we were constantly getting switches onto him and our guards were just blowing past him terrence shannon's step back three right in his eye right in his eye at the end of the first half was awesome awesome so it just felt really good to uh to get one more win over hunter um he's probably very glad that it's over with (laughs) chaps did you see the interview after when they asked hunter what his relationship was with the Illini fans. Did you see that or no? I, I did. Uh, it was Jeremy Werner who, who asked the question. We're going to play that right here. So I'm, I'm going to play that clip just so everyone could hear that. It was a good first test for us. Werner, how would you describe your relationship with Illinois fans? <laughs> uh, you know, I think it's... Um, <laughs> question, um... <laughs> Uh, you know, it's a, you know, I think I think there's a. Uh, I can't give you a good answer right now. I'm sorry. Okay. It looked like Hunter's brain just stopped working. <laughs> he couldn't answer. He literally couldn't come up with an he answer. He was completely speechless. Like he he yeah. couldn't even form a full sentence, and then he just goes, "Sorry, I, I can't answer it," because he just <laughs> he did not know what to say so that yeah so that was absolutely hysterical but but unbelievable i mean that's how that's exhibit a right of just (laughs) us getting inside his head and just him not being able to handle it in a preseason game just great things all around there i i think looking at this box score 
Kansas played four guys over 35 minutes. That's wild. This is a preseason game. McCuller, Dickinson, Adams, Harris all played over 35 minutes. And then the next guy was a Marco Jackson played 27 minutes. That's crazy. And the other, so nobody fouled out, right? Because it was preseason. Yeah. McCuller would have fouled out. And I know Hawkins on our end would have fouled out, right? Because Hawkins had five. But then KJ Adams had six, six fouls. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice that when I was watching the game. I kind of, I wish I, I almost wish there was just no rule on fouling out, to be honest. It would make the game so much better. Oh, like, I, I think I, was, I think it should be six fouls. In, yeah, it in should college. be six. I mean, at some point you got to cap it, but six fives kind of ridiculous because then you get these coaches. I mean, we've talked about it with your you know two and done for the first half, which just kills kills the whole game. Yeah, a little bit no, the exactly. way the coaches treat it. But it was and then I, yeah, it was it was a fun game to watch for sure. Um, yeah, clearly both teams were were going all out, and Kansas. I'm sure they'll get better. As the season goes on, you know, they have, they're probably still figuring out how to actually play with Hunter, but. Yeah, that's going to take some time. Yeah, but like they, yeah, they had no depth at all. Um, That's wild that they played. And then the next guy after that was Timberlake was 17 minutes. And then it was just six minutes, three. Dude, wild. Yeah, that Timberlake guy stinks. And then on the Illini side. TSJ played 35, then Domas played 30. Domas is, dude, we're going to get to that. Hawkins, 29. Guerriere, 26. Rogers, 24. Harmon played 23. Goody, 10. And then we had Dane at 9. Harris, 7. I mean, this team is deep, Shaps. Oh, my. This is unreal. There is just, we got to be the big, I mean, I'm obviously biased. We all know that, but we got to be the deepest team in the Big Ten. It was really Harris might to, yeah. Harris might not even make it on the court. I know. I was having that thought too. Like, I think it's going to be hard for some of these younger guys to to get on the floor based on what we just saw. And obviously, things will change, and you know, injuries and whatever. But so guys will get chances. But it'll be interesting to to kind of follow the rotation throughout the season. But it really does, like, just start at the top with your stars. Shannon, what do you have, 28 points? 28, Shaps. He was just incredible. On the head. I mean, it was like UCLA, Shannon, you know, when yeah. we watched him in Vegas. He, if he... He was so good. Yeah, I mean, when he's on from three, like, he can, he's pretty much unstoppable because you then have to start closing out on him, and he's just going to blow by you because... Yeah, of how fast and how strong he is, and it was it was nice to see him going right a little bit, like they were yeah. trying to force him that way, and 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 he was taking it. So he's clearly worked his ass off on on the three point shooting. He had some mid range pull ups too, going right. So he, if he keeps that up, I mean he's he's gonna be an all American for sure. And then Hawkins too. It was good to see him actually shooting the ball. I mean, he still does the pump fakes way too much. but And, <laughs> and Underwood's even talked about it, too. He's like, I just want him to shoot the ball. And we've, we talked He's about it. He's a good it. shooter. Yeah, we talked about it last year. We're like, dude, just shoot the ball. Like, he, yeah, he has it. this horrible habit of catching the ball wide open, pump faking, 
then taking a couple dribbles and then forcing up an even more difficult shots. He just he just needs to shoot the ball in rhythm, and that's when he's good, and that's when he's a na- a matchup nightmare. Who's your okay? L- let's jump into it then, because we're talking Illini. We're doing captain of the ship, walking the plank. Start us off, Shaps. I, I mean, you kind of hinted at it, I, but I don't know if you want to venture out a little bit. Who's your captain? Well, I've got two. First, I'm going to go with Quincy Garrier. Oh, Shaps, you stole mine. You, baby. <laughs> Here, you can have I it because just... <laughs> I have another one. You go ahead. You go ahead. All right, all right. All right I'm taking go Q. Off. I've been waiting for a cue on the Illini since 1998, <laughs> Quentin Richardson days, my friend. The Paul Blue Demons. You know, Shaps, you were on this, me and you tonight. You know you're going to get a Blue Demon shout-out. Quincy Guerrieri, this guy, what a stud, man. You know who he reminded me of but who could rebound and play D? Is uh, Grandison a little bit. He's got size. He's just, I mean, he's thicker than the Grandy man, but mm-hmm. kind of like that role-player type. And he could shoot. I didn't... He hit that. I think it was a three from the corner. Yes. I, I I didn't even think that was him. I thought that was, I thought that was Harmon. And then it it was Guerriere. I'm like, man, this guy could shoot like that and do and rebound. Wow. He's any he was aggressive. I didn't think he would go to the hole the way he was. So hopefully we get that the whole year. That was awesome. He was incredible. And that corner three that he hit was probably the biggest shot of the game. That. At that point, Kansas, I think, was had some momentum. It was real yeah. close, maybe even tied. But And we kind of had like a sloppy possession, and then Shannon drove and did that kind of wrap around the basket pass, you know, uh, up the baseline. And I had just a flashback to last year of R.J. Melendez standing <laughs> in that same corner and him shooting it and like hitting the side of the backboard or something. <laughs> But then it's Gary A, and he just fucking drains it. Dude, and it made that me was so. I jumped off silk. the couch with like a fist pump. I was so pumped. And then, yes, I loved the fact that he kept going to the hole late in the game. Yeah. He was eight of ten at the free throw line. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Wow. Eight of ten at the free throw line. Which all right. If you can make free throws, that's like, ooh, I got to fan off. That that. <laughs> 21 at 32. 21 at 32. That's good for the Illini, considering, you know, who we got going to the line. Well, yeah, it was all Shannon was 7 out of yeah, 10. Was Sh- Gary yeah, was 8 Gary. out of 10. Uh, Damask hit a couple. Uh, Coleman hit a couple. The only guys that, yeah, were terrible were Dane and Ty, you know, the usual suspects, which, which, is why you can't play them at the end of games. Yep. Because, and, and Ty, I, I love Ty. He was awesome, especially early in that game. He comes out, has so much energy. He's such a, a problem for the the opponent, point. you know, for the opposing point guards that are always going to be smaller than him. And he's able to just back them down and, and, and drive past. And he is good finishing at the rim. But if he's in late in the game, like in a close game, if if I was the other team, I would just follow him like every yeah. time because he's every not going to make both. Same with Dane. Those guys yep. just cannot shoot free throws. And so having Damask now. Du, du hast, du hast mich.
Yeah. Uh, you know, as it looked like he's the backup point guard. I didn't know that was going to happen. That was kind of a surprise. But yeah, that was that was that was nice to see. But yeah, Scarier deservedly a captain. I thought he was like the X factor in that game because Goody too. Goody did not play very much because he was ten minutes. Yeah, he was kind of getting smoked on defense. Like he just couldn't match yeah. up with the athleticism. And Garrier was was much much better. So, yeah, he definitely deserves that. So Q's final stat line was twenty six minutes, thirteen points, eight of ten from the line. You hit that on the head. Two of four field goals, one for one from three, nine boards. I mean, oh my God, that is sexy. As as what your fourth best guy, fifth best guy. I mean, that's. Against the number one team in the country. It's not like they were playing Moorhead State. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Uh, and then... They were playing Chattanooga. <laughs> Chatties. <laughs> All right, chaps, who's your captain? All right. This is hard for me. But, you know, as a as a squad member... But I, I gotta no, give credit. You're not gonna do it. I know. You're not gonna do I it. I know. I have to because there's not gonna be many opportunities <laughs> for him. But I'm I'm giving a salute a to Brad start. Underwood. Oh, I thought you were gonna go Coleman. <laughs> you're going Brad? I thought you, I was thinking Coleman the whole time. Wow. Wow, Shabs. I'm going Brad because what we saw in this game was progress. Now yeah. we've seen him you know have like stretches of like uh this guy figured it out but then he kind of falls back into the old habits but i was very pleased to see him not starting dane first and foremost having hawkins at the five the team is just so much better yeah dane just playing sparingly him especially when you're playing a guy like dickinson he did not fall back into the old habit of, oh, I got to match up the big with the big. Gotta I got to go Dane and bang down low. No, he exploited the slow-ass Dickinson and, and, yeah, and the advantage that we have over them. So that's a huge step in the, in the right direction. Um, that was Shades, Shaps, that was Shades of second half against Purdue last year. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Sat down Dane, and then we exposed Edie in the pick and roll. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to do that with... Uh, if. If we have that lineup against Purdue, I'm not hitting our chances. Yeah, no, absolutely. If if we fully embrace the advantages that we have in our athleticism and just like our bigger, longer lineup, minus Dane, obviously, but like I mean like in the other positions, yeah, then we're going to be really, really tough to beat, especially uh, if if we're able to shoot much, much better, which we were like 300th in the country last year in, in shooting threes. So it's it's hard to be any worse, but it's off to a great start for sure. So Brad gets it. And Brad we'll gets see. the nod. Hopefully he, he sticks to it. Hopefully it's, yeah, hopefully it's not the, the last time I'm nominating him. It might be a little bit of, you know, vanilla office offenses, not a lot of you're not gonna show your hand in preseason, you know. So this this definitely played to Brad's advantage a little bit. But I agree. He 
He came to play. I like that we went after it. I think it just builds a lot of momentum. You get you feel you're feeling great after a win like that, you know. Instead of kind of just packing it in, giving him the win just to see your other guys play. Yeah, I love the exactly. Approach. Yeah, he didn't really, you know. Yeah, he did, he wasn't emptying the bench or anything. He he knew this was important for just like confidence and and like outside views of the program. I mean. Even like Dre Gibbs Lawhorn barely played, uh, so he's he's probably already in the portal. <laughs> best of luck. I'm keeping an eye on that. One. Best of luck. I'm keeping oh, an eye on that. That's, I don't know. He seems the best of like luck a, is like in yeah. the in the holster. You know, I'm a I'm gonna keep some PMA on that one. He looked positive on the bench, so you never know. Right, yeah. You know, Epps was pouting a little bit last year on that on the bench. But, so <laughs> we'll all right, see. we yeah. gotta do Hopefully walk he's not in the sky. Plank. But what what's your plank? But what's your plank? Before I get into plank, because okay. you mentioned how Ty can't close out games and that was a great point. Because I think you can't, right? Like you're spot on. Just the free throws. You can't have Dane in. Can't have sincere Harrison. But here's the five that closed it out. TSJ, Hawkins, Garrier, Domask, Harmon. I'm going to go down the list. Fifth year, fourth year, fifth year, fifth year, fifth year. That's nuts. Yeah. Those, that, it's, the average age is like 26. Those, yeah. What is, that is, that's incredible. That's going to win us a lot of games. Think about it on the road. I mean, you, you worry about going into tough atmospheres, but with experience like that, you know, I, I'm not as concerned about going into a place like the Rack or going to Penn State. So, I I mean, Penn State doesn't have the, the craziest atmosphere, but winning on the road in the Big Ten in general. So, I, you know, I, I don't mind Ty as a starter and Harmon as a finisher. I don't mind that. Yeah. My plank is tough. I, I don't – I mean, there's not much negative that came out of that game, to be completely honest. I didn't – I'm going down the list here, and I I might just say. I I might just say the freshmen are on the plank, but not because of their performance, just because of our depth. I just there's not enough minutes, like you said. I I mean Hansberry two minutes. I think he struggled a little bit. Gibbs Lawhorn, two minutes. No, he played three minutes. It, it's just I. I don't know if they're going to get minutes. Even Harris, I mean, the younger guys, right? Like Moretti and Harris. Harris is kind of the spark plug, but he was he was starting some games last year. Remember, mm. there was like that stretch where he was starting over Epps. So I, I think those are, maybe that's a little bit of a cop-out, but I think that's my plank. What do you think, Shabs? Yeah, it's it's hard to, to pick something negative from that. I think, yeah, those guys will get some run, hopefully, in in some of the, you know, easier games coming up. But yeah, it just wasn't going to happen against Kansas. For my plank, I had to go off the board as well from the basketball team. I'm going Tony Petiti. Tony Petiti, sorry legs. Tony Petiti and the Big Ten is walking the plank for me. They've lost control. 
<laughs> you got the you Michigan gym. Like they just seem fine with cheating, is what I uh, is what I have have come to realize here. Tony's got to take a stand with all this cheating. You got Michigan with you know some evil elaborate scheme of cheating for years <laughs> apparently with the guy has you know has a video recording glasses on the sideline of other games that Michigan opponents are playing against I I love the story so much it's insanely entertaining and I hope it just never stops like coming out with more and more details where they just keep finding this guy in in different places you know it's so Tony Petit and then kid, the kid uh, who was caught. What was Scallions? Yeah, you know, for somebody who claimed to be a Marine Connor, and into yeah. the details, he didn't do the best job of covering his tracks. That's for yeah, sure. the Stallion coming from an auditor, right? Like, come on, dude. What, yeah. What? Well, I mean, I You're guess really if gonna... he was doing it for years, he he did it. I mean, credit to him, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> he wrote. Did you hear about the manifesto that he wrote too? He wrote yeah, the Michigan oh manifesto. It's <laughs> like five hundred pages. Por- Portnoy tweeted something like, "Yeah, that. this this guy's out of control." But oh my, absolutely God. hysterical. And then, not to mention, the Wisconsin Badgers cheating on the football field last week against Illinois. Fickle? Yeah, fucking fickle. Thinks he doesn't have to follow the rules. Sneaking <laughs> a player with a changed number. Shout out uh, our guy Bob Rosenfeld dropping a 25-minute video on YouTube the other day. I watched the whole thing. And the Wisconsin player who caught the game-winning touchdown switched jersey numbers from a lineman number to an eligible number and won the game for Wisconsin. It's a clear violation of the rules, but obviously the Big Ten's not going to do shit about it. Tony Petiti has got to get this conference. Petiti's on the pl- on the plank. He's walking. We the went plank. from Warren to Petiti. Yeah, apparently nothing has changed. Everything is just rigged for the big guys, and you know Illinois just gets fucked over at every turn. <laughs> Hey, if if Fickle feels like he needs to have his offensive lineman be switching jerseys and then get Johnny Newton kicked out of the game in the third quarter to beat us, so be it. It is what it is. I, I firmly am in the camp that if Newton doesn't get tossed out of the game for playing football, essentially, then Illini win that game handily. Easily. I mean, it's very clear we have nobody else on defense. Right, and that and Johnny. Yeah, Gagrini. and that's another thing too. They they upheld his suspension for the first half of, that, of this weekend. That, that was absurd. Just absolutely insane. The targeting. Rule. He pushed him. He he literally pushed him. He just happened to be four times stronger than the quarterback. So well, yeah, I mean, like he we, hit him. And you could argue just, about that all because of the angle. The top of his helmet just happened to make contact yeah. with the quarterback. He, but he, There's, but he pushed him like under the shoulder pads. Right. Yeah. And like the top of his head just happened to yeah. make contact. It, and the targeting rule in general is just the dumbest rule in all of sports. That was disappointing because just not what's saying wrong it with happened. We had an penalty. opportunity. Like, yeah. Exactly. You, you Call really, roughing. That's fine. You really can't judge intent. It's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know how it's, like it's why isn't there swallow. a flagrant one, flagrant two sort of situation with targeting it? It's it's so stupid. But that's my yeah. plank, Tony. All right. All right. 
I that's a good one. I we had to bring football in. I you know you're getting me <laughs> depressed now. I was on such a high note, and now you're talking about that football season. So we got to move on though. I one thing I forgot to mention presented by Big Banter Network, the Java Men, and we got some controversy here. They just released their rankings of the top 14 coaches, the Big Banter Network. So the way that this works is offline, all of the Big Banter Networks, they'll submit their rankings. They do a weighting scale. And then based on the weightings, they'll release, they'll rank them, and they'll release them on their Twitter account. I'm going to go through the rankings right now, the 14. All right. Number one, Painter, Matt Painter, Purdue. Two, Izzo. Three, Fran. Four, Pickle. <laughs> I, how is he for? I, I get that he's pickle. doing a good job. Or Pikel. Is it Pikel? Or pickle? pickle, though. That's awesome. <laughs> Woodson from IU, number five. Uh, Chris Collins, number six. Holtman, seven. Eight, our very own Brad. Nine, Willard, Maryland. Ten, Jawan. Eleven, Guard. Twelve, Hoiberg. 13, Rhodes, the new coach of Penn State. 14, Johnson at Minnesota. What do you think, Shaps? Too high on pickle or what? (laughs) (laughs) This list sucks. (laughs) It stinks. All right, so... Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. I don't even know where to start. I know. it's, It's a disaster. This Okay, so coach rankings. This isn't like list of best coaching jobs this is the best coaches which is all encompassing in my opinion was so the way that it was i'm pulling it up right now because i i want to clarify it was just it just said coach rankings so the way i interpret that is it's encompasses everything the way you build a team too it's just not x's and o's Right, it's it's a program builder, as as Java Edge would like to say. Yes, exactly. Right? There's two, yeah, building there's, a program. Yeah, there's two aspects how, to coaching, and I put more weight on recruiting. Than, how is Chris like, Collins over Brad coaching? <laughs> how is Chris Collins? Somebody explain to me how Chris Collins is ranked over Brad. Exactly. Underwood. So if we're not talking about you know X's and O's, having Brad at number eight, and again, I am on the firing squad. I shit on Brad all the time. Having Brad at eight is fucking insane. To have to him me, at eight, nobody has more wins in the Big Ten over the last what four or five years. Yeah, and he has a Big Ten. T- like, how can you have him at eight? That doesn't he, make any sense. He he's either three or better. He's got to be three or better. I'm not putting him past Izzo. I'll give Painter the edge over him. But he's not. He's nobody's above him after that. Chris right? Holtman, uh, wh- yeah. Wh- so Chris Holtman is just above Brad at number seven. But I'm Ohio, saying our and like yeah. if if you were to do your rankings, what's your top five? Well, I'm gonna kind of go through their list first, and then maybe we'll re-rank them. Uh, okay. You know what we All think? Because right. cause, okay, so Chris Holtman is at number seven. Ohio State was one of the worst teams in the Big Ten last year. Okay, right. so like that's just let's just put that out there. Chris Collins at six. Wow, congrats on two NCAA tournaments in 10 years. 
What's their best finish in the Big Ten, Northwestern? It had to be last year. They were, um, were they second? Did they finish second last year? Remember how every team was within like one game, like two, like it was like Purdue and then like two through eight were like all the same. And it came down to that last week and Illinois lost and they dropped from like third place to like seventh place. So every team was bunched up. But Chris Collins, imagine if they did this ranking last year. He would be at the bottom. I mean, he Chris was almost Ka- just... like they were. They were talking about firing him, like two I, seasons I, ago, because of how bad they were. And then he has one good season. It was a really good season. Boo Booey yeah. comes out of nowhere, and now he's the number six coach in the Big Ten. They were, it's absolutely insane. Northwestern got the three seed last year. They were yeah. twelve and eight, and then there were five, six teams. No, I'm sorry. Five teams at eleven and nine. Right. Well, actually, only four. Michigan State was eleven and eight because remember they got that that one game was canceled. But yeah, I forget. It was, it was very bunched. Minnesota together. Yeah. It was one game swinging between a bunch of teams. Mike Woodson at number five. I mean, he's done a good job of turning Indiana around. He's gotten some good recruits. I'm very curious to see how it goes this year. Losing his top two players from last year. Steve Pickle at Rutgers. <laughs> I I like him. I think he's a good coach. He is good. But what has he done? I fear that this. I, I think this list is. I I think people are trying to overcompensate yes. for Rutgers being a terrible program and him and being competitive with them. But that's not what we're doing, right? It's, like if we're gonna talk, a good coach is going to consistently finish top three, right? Or consistently make the tournament and build a good program. So I, I don't think you could take that into account. That, for me, I, I'm not counting it. Fran at three, good God. I mean... a Fran, what has Fran done recently? Except having stud players go in the first round and do nothing with them. Yeah, exactly. That he, he gets one you know awesome player a year. They score a million points. They are horrible on defense. He's, like they're, That's they're, the get-right game for our offense every year. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're completely just a one-sided team. I don't understand how he's at number three at all. Izzo's at two. Painter at one. Painter should not be at number one. I. Painter's really good, but he shouldn't be above Izzo. Izzo's got to be number one. I Izzo mean, has to can't... be number one. Painter... Painter, I, I don't think, beside, okay, he went to an Elite Eight. He's got a couple. Wait, who, who did he have on his team that year? That was the guard, right? They had a really good guard. I think it was like Etwan Moore. Yeah. Um, Somebody was, was it, lighting Was it, it Hummel, up. probably, and like Juwan Johnson? Yeah. I think it was that team. Other than that, and he, he's had a couple Sweet 16s, too. He, he's good. Like, he's a very good coach. But he shouldn't be number one. The last three, I mean, the last three years, they've been beaten by a double-digit seed in the first round of the tournament. The last three years, a 13 seed, a 15 seed, and then last year, a 16 seed. That's that's suicidal, man. They lost to. That is... He has 
A Wait, cheat they went code. 15, 16. They, yeah. Back to back. Yes. 13, 15, 16. The last three years. Because <laughs> the 15 was a Cinderella, right? Wasn't that team that the coaches are now at? Yeah, like St. Peter's. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then last year they oh lost to, to Fairly Dickinson. It's so bad. It's so Dude, bad. I would be suicide. That's like Loyola times two. Exactly. And it's not even as bad as Loyola. And he gets a pass it's for that. It's actually like, it's actually double. Oh my God. That, that and is, in the year, that'd be like in if the Loyola was a 16. That, and then the year before that was the COVID year. They were at the bottom of the big, Ten, near the bottom of the big 10. They were terrible. They wouldn't have made yeah. the tournament that year. Yeah, they were bad. They were bad. So well, it was like and then before that. I I think he made made the elite eight like the year before that, and then lost you know all those players. But he gets a pass. I don't know why, because I mean he has he has the the biggest cheat code in the country, and we used to shit on Brad yeah. for this same reason. Like yeah. having Kofi, he right. has the biggest cheat code in the country, and then when it gets to tournament time, these smaller teams just. Just eat them apart. So, I, I I don't just I just don't get how you can have Painter at, at number one after the disaster that the last three seasons have <laughs> delivered. I just, I just remembered a story. My coworker, he was like randomly. It wasn't. Um, I I don't think it was the same Peters year. I think it was the year before when they lost to the thirteen. Do you have the team that they lost to? Um, but I, I'm pretty sure that I don't game was thirteen because I that was. I'm almost positive that was the IO year and that was they were at Indianapolis and they were just I think Purdue was part of the group that was playing in Indy and my coworker put like a grand money line on Purdue which is like oh this is automatic <laughs> so it was like a thousand to win like a hundred bucks <laughs> Purdue <laughs> lost. this was in 2021 was they that lost in to North Texas in overtime where where was the location if I'm thinking about it correctly, I think that was an indie. They were a uh, four seed, so North I don't Texas. Know, but yeah. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Well, those first couple rounds are weird because you might not even, you know what I mean? It's like completely random. I think where mm-hmm. you end up. That's awesome. Oh man. So how? Yeah, I, I mean, how would you have? We don't have to go through like the entire list, but how would you have the first half? You know. The first half for me, I mean, it's it's pretty simple. I, I think as those, I, I mean, that's just as obvious as, as it gets. The guy has won a national title and has multiple Final Four. So how he's not number one, I think everybody who submitted a ranking with him not number one loses credibility, right? I mean, that's what you play for. So I, I, I wholeheartedly don't understand that. And I'll give Painter two, and the reason I'm giving Painter two over Brad is because of his postseason success, even though he had the three failures, right? But he's gone further than Brad. Yeah. So, and I think you could probably say that about a couple of these other guys. But for me, then Brad jumps them because of his recent success. Because Illinois has been the best program, un- objectively, they have the most Big Ten wins. I think in the last three years, or is it the last four years? One. I think of- it's a, yeah. I think it's at least four. So, objectively, I'm gonna give. Brad number three because he's been the best recently. Yeah, it's funny though how you know we're both on the firing squad. You know what I related to though? It's like my kid, right? Like I could I could say my kid's a bad athlete, but if as soon as somebody else says my kid's a bad athlete, I'm getting pissed off. You know, <laughs> like you better not talk shit about Brad. That's my coach. But then 
I'm, you know, we're welcome to do that because he's our guy. So only us can talk shit about him. Absolutely. So after that, I I mean, they have our guy Pickle at four. Um, To me, I think I'd give it to Willard. Willard's good, man. He's a good coach. Yeah, he had a lot of success. I, I think Holtman... I think Holtman has done good too. He's had some good teams. I don't. I don't know if he's been as successful in the tournament. I'm just looking at so. these other guys. But like Jawan, Jawan's been nothing but a disappointment. Well, here's the other thing. I mean, I think you gotta, you gotta put Jawan up there because he has gone to, a, he's gone to an elite eight, right, or a couple of elite eights. He's had postseason success, so you gotta give credit where credit is due there. But I think he's been exposed recently, right, a little bit. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll bump Juwan up to four because of his recent success, but I can't, how can I put Juwan over Brad when Juwan's never beat Brad? So I'll go Izzo, Painter, Brad, Juwan to round it out. I'll put Willard. Yeah. I, I think you can make an argument for, for a lot of these guys. Greg Gard might be too low, honestly, with, with the success he's had. Yeah, uh, at Wisconsin, and he's gotten, you know, some good players there, but like those guys stick around and they get better, and he's won a lot of games, so I think Guard probably deserves to be a little bit higher. Woodson, I think, I mean, everyone knows he's a good coach because he was in the NBA. But he also hasn't done anything really yet. They were good last year. Yeah, I mean, year, he had, but... Woodson hasn't done anything for me yet. Yeah, I, I, I think he's he's way too high on this list. But, yeah, I mean, the back half at whatever. Take a pick. <laughs> I mean, Collins, I, if I were to have to rank Collins, I think he's got to be 10 or worse. You can't, like you said, you can't have two tournament appearances and say, oh, I'm going to be a top six coach in the Big Ten. Give me a break. Yeah. Give me a break. All right. Well, Shaps, let's move on. We we got two last segments. I want to do a little season preview. The season is upon us next week, opening it up Monday night, Eastern Illinois at home. I think we also let off last year. With the Panthers, they're the Panthers, I think right? So yeah, Eastern. Yeah, we did. We definitely played them last year. I think we won by thirty, maybe thirty or forty. It's going to be hard to judge. Expect this to be a blowout. What else we got after that, Shaps? So we play Eastern on Monday night, and then we play Oakland the following Friday. That's Oakland in Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. yeah, I think that's where Kendrick Nunn ended up after he got kicked he, off yeah. the lineup. Yeah, he was like dominating. Yes, wasn't he? he scored like thirty points a game. <laughs> Shout out Nunn, none better. <laughs> none better. Uh, and, and then, then a big one after that. Yeah, so so kind of two should be pretty easy games next week. Warm ups, but they they actually count. And and make sure you have the Big Ten plus whatever app network uh it's a horrible horrible platform <laughs> but it's the only way to watch those games we we should get one of the java men to be calling those games 
Yeah, I think the Big Banter Network should have uh, an account that <laughs> oh yeah you know, yeah there you go there you gets go. used a corporate account corporate account corporate I mean there is a Javamen credit card that we put it on yeah <laughs> gotta get me one of those <laughs> that leads up to the big one Marquette is coming into Champagne on Tuesday the fourteenth of November and that will be. The massive game Marquette's ranked number five in the preseason poll. Shaka, uh, they've got that guard Kolek, who Kolek. was like our Kolek, yeah, uh, who was first team All American preseason. There was a list. So Woobs, our guy Wooby Woobs, brother of twin brother of Java Jubes. That's right. We're gonna get Woobs on to preview that game. He came on last year. Marquette grad. And he sent a list, preseason, first team, all Big East, and um, Kolek wasn't on it somehow. That's why He was pissed. Yeah. He's I a mean, first we all, team All-American. Yeah, right. We were all like, <laughs> what, what is, I, I think it was like a- but They uh, got Epps on there? It was somebody with some credibility, too, who released the list. I could find it, but Epps, yeah, the secret scrimmage dropping 50 or whatever it was. Give me a break. <laughs> He'll be asking for more money by Thanksgiving. Yeah, so that'll be a fun. Uh, that should be a fun matchup because uh, obviously the Illini are ranked number twenty-five, just squeaking into the AP poll. Marquette's at number five. We'll see if we can move up at all. With uh, I mean, I I know that the Kansas game doesn't count, but how do you not watch that game and think uh, maybe Illinois should be ranked a little bit higher? I know the nerds like us more. Than the AP though, Ken Palm has us at number nineteen, and Evan Maya has us at number fourteen. Uh, Chaps, quite frankly, I don't see us losing a home game this year. To, to be perfectly honest with you, after that performance, I, I cannot see us <laughs> losing at home. <laughs> I am feeling very, very good about this team. Vegas very knows. Good. I mean, Vegas knows I, that we were at. I looked last week, and we were plus eight thousand. To win the national championship. Oh, man, probably, I got to get on that. Yeah, we might have to make a trip to Gary. But we already missed out because after the Kansas game, I checked the next day and we were up to plus 6,000. Still pretty good odds. Yeah. I'll still take that. So there was like 20 teams in front of us at, at plus 8,000. And now there's probably 15 teams or something in front of us. Good but, time to take a trip to Gary. We need P here to do the some Vegas suite action. Very true. I'm sure we'll he'll get his crack uh, hopefully soon. But yeah, excited for for the schedule because yeah, diving right in with Marquette. I think this Kansas game was just an awesome experience. I don't know if Marquette has any games you know like that. I I don't think they do. Yeah, they have Northern Illinois and Ryder next week. Uh, before the Illinois game. So I, I think, I mean, I, I was very nervous about the Marquette game, and I know we'll do, hopefully we'll do a full preview of that next week. But I'm feeling a lot better about it now at home yeah. after just beating Kansas. Um, it shows just that this team really does have a a higher ceiling, I think, than we all probably thought before. The, the one thing that I think will be tough about the Marquette game and whoops, I'm sure will educate us a little bit 
on their roster, but I think they got a lot of guys coming back. Oh yeah. No, so they're, yeah, they're very good. So so that's very tough early on in the year, and I think we're gonna have. I mean, we went through it, right? Like the three guy, there was three guys on the court for the Illini that weren't on the team last year to close out the game. Mm-hmm. So it's I, I think that's advantage Marquette there, but I also think us being able to have a game against Kansas with how talented they are where you're not kind of going, you know, usually you, you have a situation like last year, I think UCLA and us, that, that was probably their first game each against really a a school that you're going to match up on, right, with similar talent levels. Marquette probably won't have that until Illinois. So at least we have one game in. So I, I think that's advantage Illinois. It'll be interesting. I like the Illini in that game. Getting ahead of ourselves, but I do. <laughs> It's gonna be that's gonna be a rowdy environment down in Champaign, that's for sure. What 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 do you think the spread will be on that? We're gonna get into that next week, but right now, what do you think the spread will be on that? Man, I have no idea. I think the Illini are gonna be like five and a half point favorites. Really? I do. Do you think that's way too much? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's gonna be really close. I don't know. Like it's it's crazy. I could see Marquette being favored by a couple, or I could see Illinois being favored by a couple. I think I think Marquette will still be favored because of Ken Palm, and I, I you know I think they. Although they I don't do. know, Marquette's not that high, and they're only eleventh in Ken Palm. And what are we like seventeen? You said. Uh, we're nineteen. Which like they they don't they don't look at the exhibition games, but yeah, like we should be higher, obviously. Um, Marquette's nine and Evan Maya, and we're fourteen. So it's really not as big of a difference as I as I thought actually, because it's kind of the opposite where the the nerds think less of Marquette than uh, than the journos do. And yeah, yeah, and and the nerds well, I mean, like that, that you get a, you have a better picture of what Marquette is than Illinois. I think Illinois could go both ways, right? Like we don't, we're we're doing this strictly based on a a good preseason game, which means nothing really at the end of the day. Yeah, and but, we know that the AP poll doesn't mean shit either. Too North Carolina was right. number one last yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, right. Kansas and, could finish unranked. Yeah, unlikely. Yeah. Because they have a guy like Hunter, you know, and and the other kid, that Michigan State, could could stink this year. Like, yeah. they they pretty much have the same team as last year, and they were they were what a seventh seed, I think, they in were, the tournament. Like they were they were eleven and eight in the yeah, Big Ten. Like they weren't very good. They just they went on a run a little bit yeah. in the tournament, and now everyone's putting weight on that. I think I think they'll be good, and they have a good freshman class too. Yeah, but also I'm like a little bit weary of Michigan State now because of what happened with Carolina. It's like, are are they just ranked really high because they look good at the end of the year? That's what happened yeah. to Carolina. They barely made the tournament, went to the championship, and then were horrible the next year. Yeah. So yeah, will be we'll interesting. See. It's a good comp. North Carolina's run that was like 
Cinderella run. Yeah. That was crazy. We got to close this out, Shaps. Last segment, everyone's favorite, the castaways. You're leading off. What do you got? Yep, not uh, not drinking the rum tonight. I got a nice glass You're of vino. You're in the crow. The spy's in the crow's nest. Glass of vino. We got the red flowing tonight. <laughs> not the captain. But we did have we That's did why have we're to throw, so much more happy. We did have you to know, throw in one uh, castaway. At least I had one on my end. And I sent this out to the group. Uh, chat the the other day i i think i was on twitter or something and someone alerted to me alerted me to the fact that louisville was uh was currently losing to wait who was it i sent this out <laughs> was, i have to go back it and, was so bad i don't look, even remember they were losing was. to uh kentucky wesleyan which is a, Dude, a division two team how are you losing to Kentucky? so i opened wesleyan. up the espn app <laughs> oh. and and started watching it and watch the last couple minutes on my phone. Sky actually was good. Like he was, he was the only player scoring for Louisville. He had like 20, 30 points or something like that. And you could tell he was basically trying to do everything on his own. And he, they lost that. He, he hit a, he, he chucked a half court three at the buzzer uh, <laughs> that would have won it, I think. And they lost to a division two team. So, best of luck to Sky for the rest the of the season. Hope it uh, hope it works out greener. for you, buddy. Hope you got that money up front this time too. Sky, the grass is not always greener. Sky, Mm-mm. man, what happened to Louisville? How the mighty have fallen? That is crazy. Yeah, Rick Pitino days are uh, wow are long gone. All right, well. I saved mine and I didn't give you a heads up because I, I wanted some initial, you know, uh, true reaction. Genuine reaction. And I'm going to give you a hint. Nick Legg's senior guy. You know who I'm talking about, Castaway? Is this RJ? RJ. <laughs> I texted Nick senior. He was very, very pleased with the report. RJ Melendez. A Georgia Bulldog preseason game against Eastern Kentucky. Georgia did not lose like Louisville did to Kentucky Wesleyan. 99-82 victory for the Bulldogs, led by one R.J. Melendez. 21 points, 9 boards. Looking good. I mean, that's a good sign. Uh, It seems all these guys leave and they dominate. Our guy, uh, Pods. For Santa Clara, I mean, I don't think we have a pod situation on our hands. I that would that would be shocking. But hey, never man, know, I guess. Brad's Brad's doing some things right in the on the recruiting front. That's for sure. Some of these guys just need to get the ball uh, in their hands. You know, RJ, he was never going to be good. Just you know, sitting in the corner chucking threes. Yeah. I mean, talk about an upgrade with who? Domask. Damask and, Arge- and Gary and Gary, yeah. yeah. It's, I, I mean, like I said earlier, night and day <laughs> about the corner three. It's so nice to to have somebody that can actually make a shot. 
sitting out there. Yeah. Oh, should we mention Epps too? Didn't he? He's, yeah. I think we did yeah, mention we him before, but yeah, he, him, he came up in the like fifty points. For he came up in the the big banter Slack network. They were they were trying to like say, "Oh, Illinois guys, Epps fifty in the secret scrimmage." I was I was not concerned. I told him, "Do not worry." <laughs> not concerned the least bit about Jaden Epps. He could drop fifty all he wants, but he will. They'll lose by ten still. I think um, you know one thing we haven't talked about is just the culture and all these reports coming out on how they're more, you know, a lot more team players on the squad this year. I mean, that's got to be, that's a reflection. I, I don't know if it's as much on RJ, because I feel like RJ wasn't really on the ball, you know? So maybe he just had a bad attitude potentially, but it, I mean, that's, that's has Epson Sky written all over it to me. Yeah, RJ was just like, he literally could not make a shot. Yeah. I think everyone was kind of rooting for him. I don't think he was, dis- you know, I don't think he was disliked or anything. But John Mayer Meyer too. Yeah, and and we talked about this a, a few weeks back too, when we were sitting in your basement doing doing the first pod of the season, and we were kind of reflecting back and and you know setting the course for the new season and. I said I was optimistic because they got rid of all the weirdos from last year. The, the yep. just the the knuckleheads, the pain in the asses that that were disrupting things, and it was very clear from this from the shit that the 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 players said. Like Hawkins was very straightforward about it. Ty Rogers had the quote about, "Yeah, it's it's nice to just have good people, yeah, on the team that." Want, like care about winning and and you know don't only care about themselves so yeah i'm i'm excited i i love the the culture of this team and the experience of this team and i think it's just going to make a huge difference that i couldn't agree with you more my friend java spy thanks for joining tonight man it was a it was a good java pod session we got the season upon us who would have thought yeah, I can't believe we're already, you know, I mean, football season's basically over. Yeah. Uh, that that one was, th- was a disaster. Thought we were going to be at Elmo's. Yeah, not so much. We're focused on basketball now. Brad's back to being the king. We still believe in Burt, but he's got a, they just dropped the 2024 schedule. <laughs> So I'm already evaluate that. Yeah. So I'm already looking ahead to 2024 because this season sucks so bad. (laughs) Thinking about if I'm going to fly to Eugene, Oregon to, uh, (laughs) to root us on against the ducks. (laughs) One last announcement before we sign off for the night chefs. I have clearance. Misha and I clearance for the Lou bragging rights. Third time's the charm, Shaps. Third time is the charm. Two years ago, got canceled because of COVID. Last year was the the snowstorm. This year, making it happen. What do you think, Shaps? Are you, you can you swing it? You swing I want it to, to pops. I want to so bad. Found out the uh, the family Christmas party is the oh. is the following day. I'm like. Oh, you could swing it. Just the wake 23rd. up. Get, 
what is it, five hours? Uh, you got to get out of there at 5.30. You'll be, be home by by 11.30. I'm going to be at McGurk's all fucking night. <laughs> well, ripping shots. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to get up in the morning and drive home. Hey, man. I, you got to gotta ride with me. You got to <laughs> ride with me. I'll drive. Oh, no, I'm not leaving that early. Good point. Yeah, are you insane? I wouldn't yeah. Ma- yeah, I wouldn't want to make somebody else do that. Yeah, I, I can't help you. I know, well, it's killing I, I me. Killing I mean, me. maybe you could convince the scallywag. I, I might have to convince my scallywag that she's driving on the way home. Yeah. Oh, all right. I might get a, I might get a ride with uh, with P, Java P. We'll see. Never We're say never, I logistics. guess. Never right, say Jeff. never. It was a blast. Thanks for joining tonight. We're signing off. I-L-L. I-N-I. Yeah, it's time to walk the plank.